0: Hello everyone, welcome to the first episode of the Center Project. I'm your host, Taha Khan, and today we have a guest here, a guest I've known since high school, Jaffer Tayar Shabazz. And I would like to Jaffer to introduce himself right now, so go ahead, man. Hey Taha, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm great. Knows.
1: Um yeah, so my name is Jaffer Tayar Shabazz. Um I've known Taha since freshman year of high school at Miramar High. Mm-hmm. Um uh, right now I'm a uh I'm a senior at the Florida International University, uh, majoring in physics with a minor in computer science and a minor in
0: astronomy. Uh, yeah. Damn. Okay. So we got some intelligent intel- intelligent guests over here. All right, man. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So first off, like this is something I've been asking a lot of people, and we're going to just start it lighthearted. So right now, it's the turn of a new console generation, right? Mm-hmm. So we have the PS5. We have the Xbox One, and also if you game, or Xbox Series X, I should say, mm-hmm. and also if you game on PC, there's also the new GTX 3000 series. So, mm. as somebody, I'm guessing, as somebody who games a lot, which one of these three are you most excited for, and which one of these three, if any of them, are you planning to buy?
1: So, I'm definitely, um, that GTX, that GTX 30 series is looking real nice. Um, okay. I'm a, I, I say I call myself more of a PC gamer. Mm-hmm. Um so i'm planning to eventually probably get the the 3070 or something like that maybe the 3080 um but you know it's funny i was actually having this uh this conversation with my boys um like last week and you know we were talking about how like you know like the console wars right now it's always ps5 ps versus uh xbox right mm-hmm. and um you know we were talking about how like Right now, you know, people are always talking about, oh, PlayStation always got it, PlayStation always beating up Xbox or whatever. And it's funny, though, because, like, you actually look at what Xbox is doing and, like, it's kind of crazy uh, what they're actually doing, right? So, mm-hmm. basically, they're releasing the Xbox Series X. And um, if you look at the actual hardware that it has, the hardware is better than what the PlayStation has. Yeah, yeah, for sure not only that it costs a hundred dollars less and they're releasing if you get the um the xbox game pass there's gonna be a whole bunch of new release games that you're just gonna get with the game pass so it's like netflix but for xbox Mm -hmm. but with updated games like i think they're gonna have like i think i saw like cyber uh cyberpunk was gonna be on the game pass 2K was gonna be on the uh, and 2K and Madden were gonna be on the Game Pass. So it's like a whole bunch of these games mm-hmm. that you're basically just gonna be getting for like twelve dollars a month that you will be paying. Then which already gets you like Xbox Live anyway. Mm-hmm. While PlayStation games are gonna be like seventy bucks. And so yeah. like I feel like people aren't realizing this. And so like I mean if you're a PlayStation fan you're gonna go PlayStation and if you're an Xbox fan you're gonna go Xbox. That's a done deal. Mm-hmm. But the, the the folks in the middle. Is uh oh man, I feel like people are gonna start to realize that Xbox has a lot more to offer. Personally, I'm probably gonna get the PS5 just because I want to play a lot of their um their exclusives like mm-hmm. uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, uh, God of War, and some of the other ones like Ghost of Tsushima. Oh my God, oh, ever that's since a that game, game. See, I don't it's have a beautiful a, game. I don't have a PS4, so I haven't been able to play it. So I was like, you know, I'm gonna just wait till the PS5 comes out and then I'm gonna get it because I just I wanted to play it so bad. But yes, I'm going
0: my voice. Yeah, I'm like um, definitely like uh, for me personally. So I in the 360 generation, I had the Xbox 360, mm-hmm. and then I got into PC gaming like last generation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had like NVIDIA's, you know, nothing special, just the NVIDIA 760, and then uh, I used that to game. So I got like super involved in PC gaming games like CS:GO and like right now Valorant. Mm. And but this generation, I decided to go into ps5 and like it's for the same exact reasons i just love their exclusives i think like the fact that xbox got that deal or microsoft got that deal with bethesda is probably game changing mm. but still as of right now um i'm kind of leaning towards ps5 and i already like pre-ordered it and everything because um as you said like ghost of tsushima it's a beautiful game miles morales mm. like i'm so hyped about that Yeah, I'm so um, I'm so and i also love the last of us series um mm. that's one of my favorite series so you know like I'm really excited to play these games, um, and it, it sucks that like console exclusives have to be a thing, or like even like, yeah. because I would love to pl- be able to play with like everybody, you know, mm-hmm. whether you're a PC gamer. I think games like Fortnite and Warzone um, that allow you to do these cross and I think are cross platform. These are like the future games, and I hope they start making it more like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. That's awesome, man. Hey, if you're getting a PS5, man, I'll I'll hit you up, add me back for sure. For sure, for sure. All right. So the next thing I have, all right, we're just going to start right into the heavy topic. So I know you're a big Black Lives Matter supporter, and um, you also identify yourself as ADOS, which mm-hmm. stands for American Descendant of Slavery. So... I think a lot of people are familiar with BLM, but not a lot of people are familiar with ADOS. So Mm -hmm. if you wanted to quickly describe what ADOS is and like what the difference between BLM and ADOS is, if there is any or if they're the same thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So really,
1: um, Black Lives Matter is a more a broad approach to like, I guess, um, it's not even, it's it's actually, it's just different. It's just a different um, cause. It has a lot more to do with like police brutality um, you know the the prison the school pipeline these types of things and it has mm-hmm. general just like all black people no matter who where you're from your lineage or anything like that um, and it's you know just all around getting justice and uh, for the upliftment of black people in general. Mm-hmm. Well, ADOs is um it's different because it basically it's um it's a call to um, reparations for. Black Americans, descendants of American chattel slavery, right? Right. So, as you know, um, when after the uh, after the uh, uh, Lincoln signed the uh, what's it called, man, Emancipation, Emancipation Proclamation. Proclamation. God, yeah. my bad. I'm I'm a little tired. <laughs> hey, you're fine. <laughs> um. Yeah. After Lincoln uh, signed the Emancipation Proclamation, it was the ordeal, and he sent out to uh, General Grant was to um give the um if the if the slaves uh that they if they revolted and joined the union side they would um free them and give them their freedom and Mm -hmm. give them 40 acres and a mule right and so basically what ados is calling for is that debt that america owes um the black Americans descendants of slavery who gave free labor, who built this country basically from the ground up, um, for what, for 300, 400 years. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's that, it's that dead. owed. it's like, you know, when a person, uh, when a person works, you, you pay them uh, for their work, right. We worked for free for such amount of time. And so the group is to ADOs. It's a, um, it's a it's it's a it's a way of distinguishing um the specific need uh that black americans descendants of american slavery um and our and our justice and our and our birthright, um mm-hmm. which is reparations and it's very important um and it, it, it's i guess it's kind of controversial because people the the moment that um ados decide that uh tries to make that distinction um people see it as the, um divisive right Mm, and you're like oh why are you trying to split up the community right um but it's not that it's you know splitting up the community it's more like a you know here's a perfect example of this let's say me and you me and you were cousins right Mm -hmm. um my dad uh he um he dies or whatever and um there's some uh His will um, entitles a certain amount of money and land and whatever to me, right? So then, um, would it make sense that you come to me and say, uh, I should have some of that? Or, you know, why are you calling us cousins now? We grew up like brothers. You know, I should Mm -hmm. get some of that too, right? That doesn't make much sense, right? Yeah so that's the same way it's not and a lot of people kind of like try to say that you know oh we're not calling other people black or anything like that no it's just we're distinguishing lineage so that we can um basically get our our justice claim right Mm. um in the same way that um you caribbean folk you know they distinguish their li- lineage you know they always say i'm jamaican you know i'm i'm black jamaican or whatever or, I'm, I'm haitian i'm nigerian mm-hmm. i'm you know i'm all these things so you know the controversy around it is it's kind of like <laughs> for me i kind of see like uh, it's almost as if like um self in the, not selfishness but like i think it's just more of like an, an it's just an education uh, not people mm-hmm. are educated enough on really um, what we mean when we're calling for reparations. So right. BLM is, so kind of TLDR, BLM is a more uh, broader for all Black people, justice, you know, ending police brutality um, and things like that, you know, prison, uh, the, the, the Black bodies in prisons and things like that. Uh ADOS is a specific um, group that is calling for reparations specifically mm-hmm. for their lineage.
0: Yeah, no, um, I definitely like understand that. I know that a lot of people, especially on the right, but even some people on the left, they're um, super opposed to the concept of reparations because they have this idea where like, um, you know, that if you were born after slavery, after the Jim Crow era and after um, the civil rights movement, why do you deserve the money? But, you know, a lot of people don't understand the concept of generational wealth. Mm -hmm. that um you know white families had the ability to just Mm -hmm. make money off of black families and they were able to build this generational wealth. so now that you look at Mm -hmm. billionaires in the united states like they're pretty much all white and even if the billionaires that are black like uh, michael jordan or upcoming billionaires like jay-z um and p diddy like all of these people are all self-made they did not have any generational wealth oftentimes actually they were from Um, tough economic backgrounds and from tough homes like Jay-Z lived a really harsh life before he was able to uh, you know become the musician that he is Mm -hmm. so that's yeah I I definitely understand that so you mentioned that um, Ados makes a distinction between uh, you know the descendants of American slaves or I should say American enslaved people Mm -hmm. um, and you know the rest of the black Americans so let's say if he were to have monetary reparations because right now we do have like some forms of it but like from for example affirmative action but i'm not really sure like you can count that as reparation Mm. but let's say if you do have monetary reparations so how would you be able to implement that like how would you be able to say that like let's say if a black person approaches you and says "I, i yeah i'm an american descendant of slavery so how would you be able to confirm that and make sure that it's not necessarily going to the people um that weren't like from american ancestors um so the way it's actually um it's
1: not as hard as you think so mm-hmm. even um the way that so if you would talk about who should receive it um i believe um uh, so uh, um and i'm actually i'm reading this off of the um actually um ados they have we have a website um uh, mm-hmm. that actually goes into the different things about us and it has like a roadmap to reparations um and so there, I'm going to read off uh, the criteria for eligibility. And so the first one is an individual would have to provide reasonable uh, documentation of at mm-hmm. least one ancestor enslaved in the United States. And they would need to demonstrate that they have identified as black, African-American, colored, or Negro on established legal documents for at least 10 years prior to the onset of the program. Right? Uh, okay. Um, so moral of that. that first part um you know individual would have to provide reasonable documentation of at least one ancestor enslaved in the United mm-hmm. States right um and so you know you would think of oh like it's actually um it's not that hard to do that at all um I, mm-hmm. both of my parents um just by like doing the there's a whole bunch of different ancestry um ancestry uh what's it called ancestry programs and things like that and, and and dna kits and stuff like that where you can yeah. like track your lineage i know my dad tracked um his lineage all the way back to um the first our first enslaved i think it was our first enslaved ancestor that actually arrived here oh wow! from africa that are like that person's child uh we have we've tracked all the way back uh, back to that that's isaac butler that's right really cool um And so my mom has done similar things. um And so, you know, the, it's not it's because people think that it was kind of they they were very systematic because this was like the slaves, the, the enslaved people, they were the economics of the America. They were like the currency. Mm-hmm. So they kept documents of that stuff and you can find those documents cuz a lot of them have been like they're like historical records and so you can find a lot of that stuff and so um yeah a person so an, an individual like you would have to have some sort of proof that um you know whether it's a, a census and uh you know you had a you know your family your your family last name is uh Benjamin and mm-hmm. so then you track and you see oh yes uh, there was a uh, there was a john benjamin on the benjamin plantation and here's the from the census or whatever you know so there's definitely ways
0: and pathways there yes there are definitely ways exactly yeah Mm -hmm. so um just so you mentioned that like ados has a website and everything so it's Mm -hmm. like an organization so um is it is there like a projected amount that they have expected that per person should receive and mm-hmm. that in general, like collectively, the American government has to pay, uh, I'm guessing it's somewhere in the millions or billions, but like what, do you, you guys have like an exact amount? Um, yes. So on the
1: lower end of, so the way that they calculated it is mm-hmm. they took, they took the amounts of um enslaved peoples from the time and then they calculated it based off on the um i guess the dollar uh, equivalent of what 40 acres and a mule would be because they said for each uh mm-hmm. male household in a family i believe um and so they they took that and they converted it into what it would be today in u.s dollars mm-hmm. and hold your seats hold, hold on <laughs> hold on to your seat belts. the projected amount um the, the debt owed is somewhere between five to ten trillion dollars wow uh, that's the amount owed so now a lot of <laughs> some of the main pushback that people give to um reparations or against reparations they're like oh if you give a if you give a crackhead on the street and it's very crude that people use this example but you give a crackhead on the street uh a check for a hundred thousand dollars or a check for some huge amount of money they're just going to mm-hmm. spend it all on crack and drugs over the next year and then they're going to be even worse than they were on before. before so reparations is there is a monetary um part of it but there are also other parts of it um that are meant to actually repair us we are um as a people we are broken Right, right, basically, I don't know if you saw this the the video of um there was this video circulating around where this uh this this sister she was basically um giving an analogy of what um what life like was in America for uh black Americans that she used monopoly, mm-hmm. so this is the way that she went about it. she said, okay, so imagine you're playing monopoly, but for the first uh 200 rounds of monopoly let's say like 200 rounds like 200 300 years um you weren't able to make any money you just Mm -hmm. had to go around doing stuff and you weren't able to make any money while everybody else was able to make money right then after those 200 300 rounds or so you say okay you can make money now but then every time they pass a certain point you take it all away you take it all away. Mm then after that you say okay now we're gonna actually let you play now we're not gonna bother you but why aren't you caught up with everybody else (laughs) why don't you have any wealth right yeah well why you know you what you've done all this for for generations and generations uh why why are people so poor why are they crackheads you know it's not like we flooded your neighborhoods with crack in the 80s right no it's mm-hmm. not like we put all your you know your your men and the young boys in in prisons no it's not like we did that it's not like we lynched them all right and so and you look at the wealth gap between the average black American family and the average um, or the 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 the, the, uh, the median I should say not the average the median um, mm-hmm. white family it's seventeen hundred, and that, I believe, it was like in two thousand sixteen. I'm getting these numbers from. It was the average, the the mean black, the the median black family had seventeen hundred dollars of wealth. Now, when we say wealth, we mean after you sell everything and you pay off all your debts, and yeah. say hard cash. What do you have for yourself? Not mm-hmm. including the car because the car is a depreciating thing. The car yeah. loses its value um over the as as time passes. You only have seventeen hundred dollars. That's it. Mm-hmm. While the white family, the median white family, has one hundred seventy thousand
0: dollars. That's that's that that caught me off guard too. I thought you were gonna say like twenty thirty k, but that's, that's no, pretty, no 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 no. one hundred seventy thousand,
1: right? So, mm-hmm. and then is and then not only so you have so there there's no way for. Our people to to catch up or to just even become stable without the government who allowed us who one broke us and who allowed us to even be further broken to repair us that's why it's called reparations you're repairing mm-hmm. right so then this now reparations it comes with a monetary thing um it has uh, parts about uh you know doing more contracts with black businesses um you know Uh, giving more funding to the sba sba loan program giving more Mm -hmm. money to the hbcus health programs mental health programs guidance counselors and things like that so that when we do get this we were able to actually maneuver and grow right Mm -hmm. and i mean as like as an enslaved people we're we uh as descendants of an enslaved people we're probably not going to be equal with white people but definitely if you look at the trends like, if you mm-hmm. were to look at the graph of the trend, um, white families, their wealth grows over the years, while black people has stayed even, and even decreased. Mm-hmm. So we should be growing at the same rate. Because we're, we're, you know, we've been in this country the same amount of time, the growth should be at the same rate. Maybe not the same amount, but definitely at the same rate, but we're not seeing that. So that's where this problem, um, and that's why this is a problem that needs to be fixed.
0: Nah, no, yeah, I... I definitely agree. Like, um, I think a lot of people in America, um, for example, like, um, another atrocity that happened in the world is Holocaust, Holocaust. Mm -hmm. And, um, I know that, um, Germany does pay reparations and has been paying reparations even like to this day or like till very recently, um, to the Jewish community that lived there and like the descendants of the Jewish community. And, um, a lot of, especially this is like something I've noticed in the right wing, but again, like in the left wing as well. A lot of people support the reparations that Germany pays for. You know, what's a kicker, the man. Jewish people, America, mm-hmm. the American government also
1: pays the um those Jewish families reparations. Yeah, as well. exactly. Mm-hmm. That's and was America wasn't at. even directly involved with the Holocaust. They were on the opposite side of that war but America
0: pays those reparations mm-hmm. right yeah and by america. no means i'm saying that like the jewish community didn't deserve it of course they did no and exactly yeah they deserve their yeah. stuff of course and but it shouldn't it if any like that should like it should be said as an example for america to exactly. do the same for its mm-hmm. black community mm-hmm. um yeah I, I 100% agree obviously um when i was in high school for example um, like you know that I I like I'm not an American-born citizen right I came mm-hmm. here in seventh grade Um, should be told I didn't know anything about slavery when I was in Dubai I didn't uh, I wasn't like informed or educated all, uh, at all about like American history so uh, when I first came to the U.S. and I was in high school and uh, you know college apps came around I always got like stumped by the concept of affirmative action and I was like isn't that a racist policy and everything and then but luckily like the more i've learned the more i've realized is that it's not a racist policy it's trying to you know balance out the like centuries of racist policies that were already enacted Mm -hmm. and it's such a simple thing and yet like in our community and you know i'm i mean i I would be considered an asian right under the race class system and Mm -hmm. i would technically be like um affirmative action hurts me the most. And I understand that a lot of Asian families, you know, they come from a really harsh backgrounds in their countries and they want to make a be- better life here, and this is just another challenge. But a lot of people don't um, realize that the true purpose of affirmative action, you know, it's not just to create racial diversity in school. Like that's like a very simplistic version of it, Oh, we're just trying to create diversity. It's not just about racial diversity. It's about making, it's about equal opportunity. It's about equity. So, you know, like, I think I agree with you and what you said earlier is that a lot of, like, misinformation, the lack of education in communities, you know, and lack of education is prominent throughout communities, like, mm-hmm. black, white, every community has that. It, yep. it truly makes people unempathetic. Um, yeah, it, it really sucks, man. Like, I have some, some of my closest friends, you know, to this day, Um, don't agree with um, reparations or don't agree with affirmative action. And, um, you know, it just sucks because it's, it's the bare minimum. If you think about it, it's literally the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. And yet you have so many people opposed to it. Yep. Um, But I appreciate you talking about it. Um, It's definitely informative. I definitely learned a thing or two like that figure about the, 170,000 that is insane yep. and but... definitely
1: um no don't just, just take my word for it uh, definitely mm-hmm. if you want to check out and you know go further into it because i'm by no means an expert on it um check out uh ados a d o s uh mm-hmm. 101.com 101.com and then you'll see everything about us there and you can learn more about it
0: right um so now we're gonna shift into something that we both disagree with. So far, we've agreed on everything, right? From PS5 to the concept of reparations, all right? So, um, all right, let's just start off with the most recent thing that happened, um, the debate, All right. Um, so obviously the, we're in presidential season, election season, and we had Joe Biden and Donald Trump at the debate. And I mean, I haven't been in America that long. So the only debates I've seen is um, Obama, Romney, clinton and trump and then this one Mm. and it was by far the most interesting one (laughs) interesting Um, but so what are your thoughts about like what each of them said did you like something is there something that like stood out to you or anything uh anything that stood out uh nothing really i don't
1: I, i mean i don't know there, there really wasn't much that really stood out to me. Um, yeah,
0: I I agree. Like I think, um, in terms of like substance, that debate was definitely lacking. Um, you know, I I try to like educate myself, so I watch one of like Biden's previous debates he had with I believe Paul Ryan. Um, and it's just the tone of it was so different. Like, you know, each of them when they were would be talking, like the other one would be like quiet and listening. Mm-hmm and everything like he would they would be literally talking like trash about the other person and saying like things but they'd just be like quiet and listening and stuff and that was just um not a part of the debate so going off of that i know that you said as of right now you wouldn't vote for biden right Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and why would you um like just so everybody else like catches up like why do you think biden isn't deserving of your vote and you could also talk about trump too Mm -hmm. um so recently
1: um you know i've I've been giving getting more and more involved with the um ados movement Mm -hmm. and um you know one of the things that the founders of the uh the movement uh antonio moore and um, yvette carnell is that they've been emphasizing that um politics is an exchange when you vote for somebody you are not just voting um you you shouldn't be voting for uh the lesser of two evils you shouldn't be voting for um just gifting a vote because you like the way the person is because kamala harris came out the plane with faint tims and you thought that was cool
0: so <laughs> like yeah,
1: no. you know yeah. you know or you know, joe biden had an interview with cardi b or hillary clinton said she had hot sauce in her bag you know these aren't the things that you should be voting for, you should be voting for policies. Mm-hmm. Policies that specifically benefit you, um, you or your people, right? And so um, I feel like for too long, the, um, you know, black people have blindly supported the Democratic Party with nothing in return. Um,, mm-hmm. we voted Obama into office. Obama did absolutely nothing for us um lit- literally nothing. um you could say, Oh, he did Obamacare, but Obamacare was actually very bad for a lot of people because basically the way Obamacare went was that if it forced you to um from what I understand once again, mm-hmm. I'm not a political expert, but i I'm just politically inclined, I guess you could say right um but it it forced you to get insurance and then you had to pay high prices for it and even if you couldn't afford it so it was like it was just like if you couldn't afford for insurance it was if you couldn't afford the insurance it was actually just terrible um mm-hmm. it was like a, a failed medicare for all um that failed really badly mm-hmm. and so like even people were like say oh yeah obama did obama even that's not much help um so specifically for black people the people who really put him in office you know if we constantly be coming out with numbers 90 above 95% above 96% i even think um uh, probably way even higher for obama but definitely even with clinton um mm-hmm. it was like b- black black women was 98 and like black men was like 96 something like that right um, and so you know and but even for all of this just for them not to do anything for us um and it's kind of like we don't in doing the same thing again for biden we're not seeing um anything that really improves for us under biden it'd just be just as bad um i mean i know trump is
0: crazy as hell but we don't expect much from trump we expect more from our party yeah exactly um Well, so as far as at least Obamacare goes, because um, this is where I differ from a lot of my friends, Mm -hmm. is that I personally don't support M4A, Mm -hmm. Um, but I do like the concept of Obamacare. So the issue was with Obamacare during Obama's years was that it faced an insane amount of opposition, and it's still to this day. And Obama never truly was able to implement what he actually had planned out for Obamacare. Um, this is something like Biden has touched on to a lot of people have touched on uh, in the Democratic Party that uh, the reason Republicans are so easily able to attack it is because it was never finished. It was just a half made plan, you know, after so many changes uh, due to like party differences and everything that it came yeah. out very messy. Yeah. But the orig- the plan that I actually support is the plan that Biden is trying to enact, which is that... Um, you would have a public health uh, health option, right? So if you qualify, um, you know, whether you're over the age of, I believe it's 65 or something, um, or you have like certain preexisting conditions or in any of those situations, if you qualify, you'll get a public option, which the American government will try to make competitive and, you know, try to make it cheaper for those who need it the most, um, you know, that's like on any community. Um, and then they would also have the private market options. Um, as well available to it. And for me personally, um, I, you know, uh, growing up, my mother was always like a businesswoman. So I kind of understand like how businesses work. And it, you know, America in general has such low taxes compared to a lot of first world countries, you know, we always get this argument that, oh, we don't have free healthcare, like other countries, there is benefits to that. To me, as long as the best possible outcome is you get the best healthcare for the cheapest prices. So right now, if like Biden's plan was fully enacted, everybody would be able to afford a healthcare, right? Um, Because they would have private options competing with public options. It would create a market. And already right now, like I, am currently in a healthcare plan and it's super cheap, right? It's super cheap. Um, And there are definitely like other options, like, um, UF I'm, a, I'm on a scholarship so University of Florida sometimes pays for my healthcare and stuff so there's you know it's it's at a competitive price and with a public option added it's another person or another like entity that the businesses have to compete with so it's it'll drive down the prices and America in terms of like pure healthcare America's already at the top right we have like yeah. bleeding edge state of the art technology and everything so that's what i think that it Makes more sense to me to have more com- com- competitiveness in the market. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, like I understand the argument for M4A. Um, I 100% understand that. But to me, I realized that um, what M4A causes, because what M4A would actually um, end up doing is that you would, everybody would have to eventually pay M4A with taxes. And the issue is, is that the upper class, right? These billionaires, you know, even Trump with his $750 and they all find loopholes. They all have these like things that they go through and they don't pay their taxes. Mm -hmm. So in the end, like it would be the middle class and the lower class that is going to have to uphold the weight of M4A. So it sounds Mm -hmm. good in theory where it's like, oh, everybody's going to pay for it and it's going to be all equal. But in the end, it's going to be fallen upon, you know, the middle class and the lower class. Mm-hmm. And some people like for, for example, me like right now I'm young and everything. I don't really need a lot of health insurance unless like I get in an accident. I have never like really need any health assistance. But mm-hmm. if my taxes were suddenly raised, like my income tax, cause I work two jobs, if it was suddenly raised to a high amount, I know it would make my life really difficult and everything yep. in an ideal world. Right. Um, I think I'm like a big advocate for closing all these loopholes that all these big companies have. So in an ideal world, I would love for them to, you know, give a lot of the money that M4A requires. And it's kind of like a um, slope. So, you know, if you're um, in the lower class, you pay very few in taxes, if not nothing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Which is also why I never supported Sanders' campaign, and which is crazy because in 2016, those who know me, have known me for long, I was a big Sanders fan. I was never really a Hillary Clinton fan, for you know obvious reasons. But um, the more I got to know him, this is why I didn't support him is because Sanders' economic plan had raising taxes on every single group, right? Mm-hmm. And I understand that from like, from my understanding, I know so many people and including myself at some point have been like really, really down and their only source of survival was like, you know, these really, really low taxes. They didn't have to pay taxes and everything um, when they were going and purchasing something. And also that um, the competitiveness of the markets help drive down the cost of food. Like, you know, a make chicken and McDonald's like a dollar. That is insane when you think about it. For a dollar, you get chicken and carbs and all this stuff. Mm-hmm this doesn't happen in other first world countries, right? So I really, really value that. And the thing is, is that raising these taxes, it might be able to provide like um, healthcare for all and everything, but it would create such a strong financial burden. Because to the middle class, right? Or even the lower middle class, um, people like us who are kind of in the somewhere in the middle, right? It won't affect that much. It would be, you know, obviously we wouldn't write the rising taxes, but... To the lower class, it affects really hard. Like that small difference or that difference in percentages, whether it's income tax or sales tax and stuff, it can really make the difference. So that's why like, I always supported like the moderate Democrat candidates uh, who want to kind of like play both sides of this. So they want to like keep the taxes low. Like Biden's economic plan, for example, he wants to raise the taxes a lot to the upper class, but the middle class and the lower class is untouched. And that's kind of what i would appreciate and stuff Mm -hmm. so i mean i i definitely understand like so there's two arguments to you know in my opinion voting for biden presidency there's obviously all the things that you know the he's not a trump he's not donald trump you know Mm -hmm. there's so many things that biden stands for that trump doesn't that are so important like to different communities so you know you start off with the most broad, like, you know, woman, you know, for women's rights, for abortion rights, you know, um, right to choose. Uh, and then you keep going on for LGBT rights. Um, You know, Trump is trying to cancel DACA, which like so many people, you know, we actually know, I don't want to name drop anybody, but we actually know somebody from high school who's a DACA student. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I can't imagine having to like, and, you know, we like, you know, once in a while I talk to him and everything and my friends talk to him and I can't imagine him like leaving the country. So DACA uh, and then like, you know, gun gun rights and everything and all these different things that Trump stands for that, you know, just alone off of that, I think it makes viable Biden a viable candidate. Mm-hmm. And then as for the African-American community, um, for that, my argument is that I understand that Obama hasn't done, near, didn't do nearly enough that he should have done, especially as the first black president. Um, I you know, Obama, like I definitely have my differences with him. you know, i'm I'm a Muslim from the Middle East, so it uh, break it like really breaks my heart that you know, drone strikes and things like that were carried out against my people and everything. So I'm in the same boat as you and everything. But I also realized that what Trump stands for right now, and you saw this in his debate, you see his in his words, in his demeanor. He stands, if not for, He stands with many white supremacists. He stands with the Proud Boys. You know, he, he knew exactly what he was saying. Like, you know, the Republicans, a lot of these people would try to spin his words, but he knew exactly what he was saying is that he can't directly denounce, you know, certain white supremacy groups because he realized a big part of his voting demographic is from that. And he is the embodiment of like the current KKK, the current. Uh, white supremacist groups and all these not even necessarily white supremacist groups but all these groups that are anti-reparations and anti like um, you know that quote unquote one equality and they want to abandon affirmative action and they say that like you know african americans aren't uh you know victims and they should be able to pull their own weight and like you know these like baseless claims that don't really follow the course of history and he stands for all of that and i think that giving him this win gives those people the win because yes, I, I understand that like Biden as of right now doesn't have a platform for reparations, but he doesn't also have a platform to roll back the minimal things that are in place for African-American community. So he wants to make education available like um, in Biden's most because re- he, he's definitely like made some plans with Sanders. So in his most recent plan, I, I believe he wants to make at least the first two years of college, if I'm not mistaken, free, right? Public college. And he, you know, he wants to raise taxes on the super, super wealthy, which is again, like mostly white families. And he has all these like, minor policies that are overlooked. And Trump, on the other hand, he wants to roll back affirmative actions. He's like, speaking out against like, um, the critical race theory, he, um, the New York Times project, I forgot the exact year it's called, but the project about like, informing about slavery he's like oh um this um makes people hate america and like you know rubbish like that and it's to me it's about cleaning out the wound you know like trump has done so much damage that even if biden wasn't offering anything so let's say with biden we get um nothing with trump we would go back we would go back on many policy we would go back on affirmative action we would go back on taxing the rich we would go back on creating all these justice programs it, it's the biggest thing you know police brutality you know trump is a big supporter of um uh, police and biden has consistently said that while he is not for defunding the police like straight up he is for um um adjusting their budget so that they have help you know even in the debate he mentioned that oh uh if i was president i would make sure that like in um uh, emergency cases that there's a psychologist or like Uh, somebody like that that is always with the police that can de-escalate the situation. That's the word he uses, Mm de-escalate. So to me, like that would be my argument is that to me, what Biden offers, it might not be the progress, the best progress, but it is some progress, right? It is some progress towards police brutality. It is some progress towards um, affirmative action, these places, um, all these things in place. But the biggest thing he offers is that he offers no regression. Mm -hmm. No,
1: I definitely see what you're saying, but um, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a how do I say it? it? It's you can't you can't put much um I don't know how to word it. You can't put much actual. I don't want to say not logic, but you can't. There's not. I mean, yes, like Biden, he says all of these things, mm-hmm. um, but it also goes to if we believe that Biden will actually um follow through with these things to the extent that he's saying with them, or if at all. Mm-hmm. Um, One of the main reasons why so many people are so opposed against Biden and Kamala Harris Mm-hmm. It's because of their track record. Uh, Biden he proposed the crime bill in 1993? Yeah. 92 or 93? I think it's 93. I believe it's 93. I think it's 93, yeah. Yeah, he, and so that's the sole reason, his bill that he proposed, that he was so adamant about. If you mm-hmm. watch some of the videos of like when he was speaking about them like that man like he sounds just as bad as trump when talking about like black people um and the, like the way he, he he talks and you know you know how like everybody was getting on about hillary when about her history of calling you know black men super predators biden was worse mm-hmm. um and so he's the sole reason that so many um black men and black people are um in prison today kamala harris with her um with her law that she passed um where she was um incarcerating um incarcerating people for 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 their kids um that were missing school for Mm -hmm. whatever reason um and that um that affects mostly um black families right you know there were a lot of black mothers that actually single black mothers that were in prison because their kids were missing school for whatever reasons, whether the kids, like there was one story of, there was this, um, this black mother that was in prison because her daughter was missing school, but her daughter was like very sick and was hospitalized. Right. But she was in prison because of that. And Biden Harris, they kind of just try and sweep this under the rug. Just don't oh, sh- 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 it didn't happen. don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. um so frankly, you can you can say all these things and they can say all of these things that are very lukewarm, very milk toast in in terms of the actual essence of what they're offering mm-hmm. um, and it's like we re- re- really don't trust um you know, I don't trust them. It's kind of like uh, I mean we can you you can go on and on about um of why uh you know of like a d o s and like that's like the main folks, and then some people on the left for not you know go voting for biden um and at the same time though you- sh- uh, a lot of folks should kind of divert that attention to the people who are electing uh trump right. There was, you know, you look at the, you know, the, the Hispanic population in 2016. I'm sorry, the Latino population in 2016. Um, I believe those numbers were. Uh, let me let me fact check the the numbers, but it was like, somewhere around half, um, of of of, of Latin Americans that that voted for Trump. Um, so it's almost kind of like. and it's kind of it sounds kind of crude but it's like you know we we didn't put him we didn't put trump in there so it's kind of like not our job to get him out um right because i mean you know black folks and then the main reason really the main reason why we're not voting for biden aside from you know the other things about his track record the main reason really is just um reparations and the democratic party's um very dis uh very very intentional ignoring of the topic of reparations um it's, mm-hmm. it's very intentional that they ignore it because they're like it's being spoken about uh more and more as uh ados becomes more and more popular uh this right. being talked about on cnn there's a cnn um i think it was cnn or that or msnbc program where one of the founders of ados was um on on their speaking about ados and speaking about reparations right Mm -hmm. and so the democratic party can continuously and continues to ignore that and no matter what little things like there's there's nothing that is going to um nothing is going to ever be enough unless it's reparations uh and so So yeah, go ahead. I remember
0: when I was talking to you about this um before the podcast and everything. Um you mentioned that you would vote for Bernie Sanders even if he didn't offer reparations. So, what like I'm guessing one of the reasons is obviously the track record. Bernie if anything has always been very consistent with his record. Um is that the only reason where you think like that alone tips you the favor of voting? No, but it's more like
1: with Bernie, Bernie was basically what Bernie was doing is that he was ignoring reparations specifically for Black Amer- uh, for ADOs, and he was trying to basically loosely give everybody reparations, mm-hmm. loosely, not exactly, not the exact numbers, but you can kind of think of it like that. Um, yeah. And so, and it was never it's it was never um, enough to it's not it's, it, it wouldn't be enough to to fix um the problems that we have and so the point of not voting for them is basically we're trying to leverage our vote right whereas you know, remember i said in the beginning that politics is an exchange right mm-hmm. so you know you look at your numbers by by uh, uh sanders he looks at his numbers and he looks at he's losing this state he's losing that state you still want to ignore reparations okay you lose another state you lose another state and it's like it's this game of uh <laughs> it's this game of chicken that um uh that i guess in the end he didn't you know i guess he didn't he didn't, he didn't call chicken but we didn't either um mm-hmm. but in the end who's the real loser because he's the one that wanted to get into office um mm-hmm. now granted even if you look. Um and I the reason why I said that I would have a lot harder of a time like I would have more of an internal struggle of not voting for Sanders if he was the actual candidate is because at least he was giving something that would mm. significantly better my people, right? You're talking voting for it? Uh no 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 I'm talking about um. And for a Medicare for all, oh, I guess yeah, a Medicare for all. He was talking about um, it's been so long, I've done forgot some of uh, uh mm-hmm. Sanders' policies. Medicare for all, raising minimum wage, uh, you know, free college education, amongst other things, right? And, he, and mm-hmm. even his his civil rights um, his civil rights policies were very strong as well. Mm-hmm. And so you could kind of see, like, I could see the benefits and possibly, you know, voting for Biden. Possibly. I mean, voting for Sanders.
0: Yeah. We don't see that with Biden. I mean, so, I definitely understand that. To me, um, well, so, like, backtracking for a second. As Mm -hmm. far as his record go, I agree that um, his record on crime has been, like, always super tough. And um i'm actually not so familiar with kamala harris's record i know she was a ag of california and stuff but um top cop (laughs) huh
1: as she was a top cop in california yeah uh
0: but as far as um at least uh biden goes and um you know that's something i think at the end of the day biden is a politician and i think especially like back then in 19 in the 1990s um there was like an increase in crime rate, which of course, um, doesn't justify his position. But I think a lot of people back then, even some of the politicians, they thought that being tough on crime is always a good thing. And then didn't realize that the remnants of the Jim Crow era still exists in the police system. You know, now it's coming forth because, you know, there's all these cameras, all these phones, all this technology that's recording all these, you know, um, brutal incidents by the police on the black people and i think they didn't have that now i'm not trying to make justification or excuses for him i think what he did was wrong i think the crime bill was too tough um but at the same time i don't want to eliminate him for one mistake that he did 30 years ago knowing how much is at at stake and i know it's it's something that I think like it's not about giving him a chance to fix this. It's that it's his duty to fix this. That man is already like what, 74, super, super old, 73. I think it's his duty to come and fix his issues to solve the issue that you could say that him and Kamala Harris, not necessarily created, but definitely exacerbated. Um, And, you know, that's one way to look at it. And the other thing is, is that I think the whole, the chicken example you mentioned, I think that generally works if we weren't in the situation we are in right now. Because right now, if you look at every single, like, category, right? So we have the environment, which, you know, is on the brink of destruction with all these California wildfires, Australia wildfires, the wildfires in the Amazon rainforest. And it is so imperative that, you know, we implement something to help the environment trump pulling out of climate peace accord was absolutely insane the paris uh climate accord and everything Mm -hmm. so i think like for example biden doesn't support fully support the green new deal that like uh bernie sanders and elizabeth warren has championed but he does support like uh reducing fracking and then eventually eliminating it slowly transitioning to this like green um era and you know he kind of talks about like I think he mentioned like specific figures about like reducing carbon emissions and everything Um, so that's one thing that's imminent and other things like you know we have to do we can't let a president who as of right now you know I'm, I, I understand tech record but in the present we I don't I think giving a president another four years who supports the police no matter what who doesn't who refuses to acknowledge that you know he that Black Lives Matter is you know a movement, it's they call it a terrorist organization, or worse, they associate it with Antifa and then call both of them terrorist organizations. Oh, these protests are just riots and everything. So much has happened one year, and voting for a president that encourages this, that accepts this will only make it worse, right? So it is like I understand this logic of like we have to play chicken until he like at least gives us you know what we want but my as I you know something I mentioned before is that I don't think it's worth to force progression so much that you accept regression because what Trump is gonna do is he is going to make things a lot worse he has already a lot of worse and you know I understand voting for your own community but you know as a Muslim specifically I can't You know like for example with affirmative action right you said the vote to whoever benefits you the most to me in actuality voting for the republican party would probably benefit me more because it would remove affirmative action and you know as somebody inshallah as somebody who's planning to be um you know successful and trying to earn six-figure salary it's gonna benefit me for supporting a party that doesn't support high taxes but as a muslim i feel inclined to help my black brothers and sisters or like my, the people who need the most. And, and, and also understand that the black community has done this for years. Of course Um, they've championed all the civil rights and everything, but it is so imperative that we don't just ignore, you know, DACA kids or like um, these, um, you know, vulnerable people. And in return, like all we get is more regression. So it's like a lose-lose situation because if you're not getting any progression, you're also getting regression and you're causing other communities to suffer. I think, in my opinion, obviously, I think there is another way to get reparations and it's to, you know, you have to, before you go and challenge the politicians, you have to challenge the people in your own community. And I think that's, from what I see, a big issue with ADOS because obviously I support ADOS, the movement, you support it, I understand it, but you and I both know that majority of Americans, heck, I would go far to say many black people, you know, don't support that movement or don't even know about that movement. So I think reparations is definitely something in the future and something deserving of the black community. But the issue in my opinion, isn't that the politicians, if the politicians aren't giving in, it's for a reason. It's because that concept and that movement isn't popular enough. So I think like sacrificing the lives of so many the rights of so many and the environment right now isn't the best choice because right now it's more important to educate everybody about the movement and make it a big enough movement that they have to notice because like for example right now even though biden doesn't have it in his platform he's still gonna win the election and like he's still on track to win the election and everything so that's that's my opinion you know and um I just don't think, as of right now, it's going to do much, even if the ADOS people didn't vote, but it would make a difference if they did vote because, you know, that's, you have to, that's how you gain, like, you know, you have to create allies, you know, we're all in this together, Mm -hmm. minorities, you know, these people who, the most vulnerable the, you know, the people who have done wrong by the US government, we're all in this together and we have to support each other. That's why not for a second, you know, like once I got educated, was I like, you know what? I don't want to support affirmative action. I don't want to support these things because they work against me. Why? Because I know that if I was in that situation, I would expect you to help me out. So in this case, because, and you know, this is a personal story, but I was very close to being a DACA kid. So I actually came into US as a baby in 2001. And my parents were planning to overstay, but they decided to go back and come in legally. So to me, I realized that it could have been me. It could have been me like being deported. It could have been me not being able to, you know, fulfill my, you know, all my dreams and wishes and being separated from my family or deporting my parents and like all these things. And it's scary. And at the same time, it's also scary to think about if I was black to always be afraid of walking alone at night. You know, even if you're a guy, not even if you disagree, even if you're a guy, to be afraid of being stopped by a police car. And I know that right now we have a president that encourages that. At least what Biden does, he acknowledges there's is an issue. And that alone is the bare minimum is something Trump can't do. And to me, like these things in the immediate, you know, because there's people's lives at stake immediately. Mm-hmm. So I would personally i would try to play both sides i would support ados you know i you know i i have a very obviously i don't really have a platform right now but i would that's why i wanted you to come and talk about it because i think that's something that a lot of people should know but at the same time i don't want to let go the people who are the most vulnerable i understand your point of view and if that's what you truly think and that's what you truly believe in i respect that and everything i never like judge i judge people for voting for trump but I don't judge for people for not voting Biden because they don't think he's offering enough because that's your right, Mm. you know? And, but I know that I will always stand for the most vulnerable. And that's just something like, you know, I've always like personally just like, that's just kind of how my parents raised me and that's just everything. But I also understand that I'm not black. So I don't understand how, I can never truly understand the impact of slavery and all these things that happen in the black community so i understand your point of view too but yeah, i kind of
1: mm -hmm. it's kind of that same way of standing for the most vulnerable it's just that (laughs) i feel that my people are the most vulnerable Mm -hmm. um just like overall i mean because we we, there's there are cities in in alabama where um black towns black neighborhoods they have uh problems with hookworms um hookworm Mm -hmm. uh, in like in the people's feet that's like commonly what you think of as like a third world country problem but you know you go to alabama and folks have hookworms Mm -hmm. um you know there there are some places where they don't even have running sewage uh and so like there's just there's just so much and for so long we've like fought for everybody else and i'm not saying we're not going to fight for ourselves but i feel like it's more like Mm -hmm. the like we're we're in we're
0: kind of like or at least the ADOs movement we we're we're kind of trying to put ourselves first no I, i i i definitely like for well for one for the whole like alabama thing and everything i think like that's what i was gonna touch on is that the chicken game i think works best for local governments i think because like even the smallest number of votes can make or break local government elections. Mm-hmm. So, and that's something that the mayors of the city, the governors, all of those people are held responsible. Not even the governors, actually. That's just the city's mayors and the city's uh, local government that's responsible for.
1: I mean, and then, mm-hmm. speaking on local governments, that's really, I've, honestly, I feel like regardless of who gets into office, local governments will still have a more immediate impact on your day-to-day lives. Right. Um, and so that's why, you know, that's why we, we you know it We, yeah, we say that for president, we're going to vote down ballot, but then we're still very much being involved in all other aspects, you know, being involved in the local grassroots organization. Um, I'm a member of dream defenders, um, down here in south florida of the broward squad and uh you know this this past term we were you know we were supporting um for state attorney the state attorney um primaries we were trying to support joe Kimmock, who was uh, um he was a very progressive candidate uh for state attorney he was mm. um he was down for ending cash bail uh cash bail being that um let's say if you're um convicted of a certain crime um that until your actual court hearing date, you, um, in the, you would have to sit in jail um, unless you could afford bail, right? And so for mm-hmm. a lot of minority people in general, um, you can't afford bail. Even if it's like $500 for a person living check to check, $500 is groceries for that month, right? So they they can't afford like for a family, like for say, a single mom, and and they're, 18 year old son got caught with a couple grams of weed um yeah you know, he's in jail now until his court hearing three months later And she can't afford uh bail because she has to feed the rest of her family right um so that's mm. one thing you know um he was trying to um in in um in some in right now in florida um children can be tried for certain crimes children can be tried as adults in certain cases yeah. right um and so he was he was going to um you know stop that basically the state attorney basically um their job is to see what um what cases that the state will hear and what cases the state won't hear so for example if it's a, a um a teenage a teenage boy found with a couple grams of weed the state attorney can be like okay yeah we're not going to take that case because no that's not worth it like there are more important things, you know, that he doesn't deserve jail time or whatever hmm. for a couple grams of weed, you know, whatever it might be. Um, you know, so local governments is definitely something that we are very active in. Um, I actually, actually one thing in California recently, um, I don't know if you heard about it. Uh, oh man, what was it exactly? California, let me, let me look it up real quick. California uh recently in california they passed a law to create past possible um reparations for hmm. black residents right that's awesome mm-hmm. and so and this was with the work from ados you know a- a- the ados chapters in california right. so it's very much possible and so but that's like with work with local governments mm-hmm. um so while we might be voting down ballot for presidency for the actual like executive presidency, we're definitely staying very active in our uh, local governments in order so that we don't go completely under while we're. Um...
0: Yeah, no, I see. So I think that's like the, that's the pathway I would have taken too. I think the only difference is, is that I would just make sure that I personally wouldn't have a president that would regress some of the things that I'm trying to implement uh, but um I mean I it, this was definitely very informational um, I hundred percent try to understand your point of view um, I guess it's just you know difference of opinion and everything but it's well, this, it, it does to it, have these types
1: of because a lot of the times people um people like to say oh you know. Why can't we have differences in politics? This is like one of those types of differences in politics that mm-hmm. is allowed. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to try and tell you, no, you shouldn't vote for Biden because reparations. No, reparations is my problem. And that's completely fine. No, that's no, I history. think it's
0: problems of everybody. I mean, like, I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't you know want to say that. that um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I that's that's like kind of what I was going to say is that um I you know, regardless of, like, whether ADOS decides to vote for Biden or not, I still want to support because I understand what they stand for. And, you know, it's, like, a good cause that they stand for. Uh, you know, if I could give you, leave you with any advice, is that, um, I guess, like, just think about it a little more. If you have already and you still don't, but I would, you know, definitely advise and everything. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, this is something I was talking to a couple of my friends about, too, is that don't be settled so much on progression that you forget that regression is possible too and you know right now with the amount of racism that's coming out with the amount of like you know all these militia groups that's coming out it genuinely feels like that this country is regressing it's genuinely a shame man definitely man yeah but um i honestly like i don't
1: want trump to win at all but I... i honestly feel like a lot of these uh, these white supremacists out there and the, you know, the Proud Boys and all those guys, I genuinely have a feeling that if Biden wins, inshallah, mm-hmm. when Biden wins, right? I'm not going to vote mm-hmm. for him, but hey, I don't want another Trump. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate <laughs> um, that. <laughs> but, you no, know, when if that happens, I genuinely feel like there is going to be some blood 100% in the streets like I genuinely feel like some of these guys are probably gonna they're gonna come out of their woods and you know people like to be like oh the regniks are gonna come out of the woods and they like oh, oh I wish they would pull up and you know people don't really understand how serious it is but these guys are literally in the woods ex-military ex-marines military trained with high grade mm-hmm. weaponry they could take over a town yeah. um, if they wanted to and I feel like they will if uh if they if they if they don't like the up outcome of what happens in november so um you know i guess I pray the that only doesn't happen. that's one like, thing that i've mm-hmm. that I'm definitely I guess, worried about
0: yeah i guess the only thing we could do is like and, and like as you said like you know we're both muslims so we could pray to god pray to Allah that like you know i i'm glad that at least like you know you even though you're not voting for him you'd still like prefer like trump to not Get another four years i I appreciate that and um yeah honestly like i want to see those guys lose i want to see that you know they've lost that they don't you know that america truly has a chance to be as it's not right now but i would like to see that in a couple generations eventually with time it becomes you know truly uh the land of the free truly you know a place where you know the american dream is a reality but anyways, we are a little over time. So first of all, thank you so much for coming. Um, I appreciate it. You know, it's my first podcast and honestly could not have th- thought about be- like I'm so glad I invited you. I learned a lot. Um, I hope I was able to, you know, share some of my knowledge with yeah, you too. Definitely. Yeah, I learned. Yeah. A lot too. But um, thank you so much. do um, you have any last words or anything else to say?
1: Uh, free Imam Jamil Alameen, man. Free Imam Jal Jamil Alameen, aka H Rap Brown. Um, he um he's he's uh, let's say our our modern day Malcolm X, and he's been imprisoned um mm-hmm. wrongfully um since uh for about twenty twenty thirty years now somewhere oh, wow. in between there. Um, yeah, I'm
0: not sure about who that is, but I'll you know that's I'll, some- I'll I'll send
1: you up some stuff um like where there where there's basically um he was basically um. One of the uh, he was a part of the Black Panthers, mm-hmm. and then he then converted to Islam. And when he converted to Islam, he took a very um, Malcolm X ish type approach of black um, in terms of uh, the, the socio economic politics type stuff. I can't think of the actual the word for it. Um mm-hmm. yeah. uh, For but for black people as well as combining that with Islam Mm -hmm. and um the way you know the way that he had with his words he he's basically they he's charged for a state level crime but he's held in federal prison Mm. um at one of the, the the worst federal prisons um in the U.S. and you know for for like over the 20 years that he was in jail for a good amount of that time 18 out of the days he's been in solitary confinement um it's just it's really bad um and so they right now they're um his family they're trying to get his case relooked at so that they can bring him back to Georgia because right mm-hmm. now I don't know exactly where he is but he's like in some federal prison they're trying to bring him back to Georgia prison so then they can then reopen the case in Georgia to have a relook at it because basically they had him um they charged him with uh killing a cop mm-hmm. and then um some years later the actual person who did it they have it on record like court records like he was the the actual guy who did kill the cop in a court hearing he um like he said it it was he was in court for a separate reason but in court he said that oh yeah and i'm the one who killed the cop or whatever something like along mm-hmm, those lines. Yeah. and even then they still haven't reopened his case they still haven't freed him because he's innocent it's proven that he's innocent um and so basically, the reason why he's still in prison now is because he's a political prisoner. Because if he were to get out, um, now he, he would be somebody like if you think about it, like people like to see like the black community. People think of the black community as like a monolith. And um, mm-hmm. it's not. It's very very diverse and divided in some ways. Mm-hmm. He would be somebody that could unify the black community and the Muslim community and give it direction. And mm-hmm. America is afraid of him that's why they're trying to keep him in prison. They won't even let people like visit him in prison if they're not like his immediate family or his like lawyers. Um like they don't want anybody getting in contact with him. That's like like I I I really like um recommend you like look up some stuff um uh, from right. H. Rap Brown and then look up some stuff from Imam Jamil Alameen so drinking yeah, no, sure, Brown yeah. days and then his mm. um Jamil Alameen days just see what he was speaking about and just the words that he like he would be a force of nature. Um if he were to be uh and he he would be somebody who would actually uh definitely mm-hmm. propel us for the better so
0: yeah no definitely. i'll yeah thanks for um informing you that i'll definitely look into it for sure mm-hmm. but um yeah thank you and again like thank you for so much coming thank you for like putting in an hour almost 15 minutes of your time into this i really appreciate it man yeah, man. No, it's definitely, bro. Anything right. from my boy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, I'll keep in touch with you, man. We gotta give him that PS5 for sure. No, definitely, bro. And
1: I'll, I'll yeah. definitely make sure I continue to follow your podcast. I'll, I would love to see how, how this thing grows and where it goes.
0: Appreciate that, man. And for those listening, um, so this podcast is, uh, if you're listening to it on Spotify or Apple Music, um, it should be uploaded to both of those platforms. So you can access it there and thank you guys all for joining and then again thank you jaffer for coming all mm-hmm. right i'll see you guys in the next episode all right take care everybody